This is Judith Royal, and well, I've called myself an archetypal astrologer, but I want to say that my brand of astrology not only uh, comes from Carl Jung's emphasis on our collective consciousness and the archetypes uh, that appear there, but also the spiritual voice of light that the stars are symbolic of, because after all, they are hanging there like thoughts of angels about you set in an eternal sky. So the reason I love it, and I think it's so important to uh, pay attention to it, is because nothing there in the stars or the interpretation of the stars is about something faded. Uh, even though there's prophecy, when you look at the astrology, that's unquestionable. But it's a prophecy that is simply reading what we in our collective consciousness have already written. So the stars are a pattern that is our Akashic record. It is, in fact, our soul's code. So I'm going to do the best I can to read some of that for you <laughs> with the disclaimer <laughs> that I am totally biased. I'm biased in favor of the fact that love is the only power in the universe and that darkness is an illusion. Just imagine what happens when you strike a match in a dark room. The darkness has no defense whatsoever against the extending light. And right now, uh, I'm recording this on April 11th of 2020, that right now, there is a great need for each of us to extend our light. And I see that happening everywhere. My experience is that when I look up, when I look up to the heavens, to the stars, the beauty, just the wonder and awe of it helps me remember that there is so much more to know than I can know as a human being on this earth. And the vastness then of that eternal sky in its just ancient rhythms helps me remember that I can stand here and now in a timeless moment in which I can remember spirit, that we are all spirits, and that there is no time. And the stars in their rhythmic orbits that you can, you can count on, right? We do count on. We count on the sun to come up in 24-hour segments, etc., then I have pause in peace, knowing the configuration of those stars today, right now, are messages uh, for us here on earth. It's like the mirror uh, of our soul's intentions. So let me tell you what I see there now, April of 2020. You know, I talked a lot about um, the January 2020 tipping point. Lots of people have talked a lot about that. 
And now we're just barely getting a glimpse on the other side of it that this new 500-year cycle both carried with it uh, a warning, a heads-up, a wake-up call for sure, and it also is carrying uh, the message of how strong uh, the spiritual force is. In fact, the force field is one of uh, unconditional love, especially in what we're called to now, which is global citizenship, so loving everyone, um, and that that's being ch- that force is now being channeled through these structured systems and uh, buildings, even that we have uh, built here on Earth. And by systems, I mean everything from uh, our workforce uh, to our government to the world economy. And right now, as the old patriarchal structures are cracking and crumbling, through some of those cracks we see beautiful light. Uh, The gift, you know, that we have of alchemy and metamorphosis. It's sort of burning out the old hierarchical structures and leveling things, uh, not necessarily in ashes, but in a global cooperative uh, feeling. Now, the coronavirus, of course, is uh, in a way has a dark side, of course, that you know, it's infectious and can be fatal. And the other side of it, though, however, is it has so-called forced us to stop. The shelter in place has, well, given many of us uh, a great deal more so free time because we're simply not uh, using up our hours traveling one place or another. So we can really pay close attention, first of all, of course, to ourselves. What is really going on inside of us? I mean, I feel it, and I've seen so much evidence that so many of us are feeling this new kind of compassion for all the people who, through no fault of their own, are having hardship and disease And then I read the stories of the milk of human kindness just flowing for all of us in those frontline helpers, absolutely, but also in the spirit of love that is just breaking through all the cracks in the armor that we have built of denial (laughs) when we did not want to see what was really going on. And now we have stopped And whether we like it or not, we're getting a very up-close and personal look at what has been and who has been neglected. But let me say the beauty. Uh, Well, for example, uh, someone shared with me uh, a uh, YouTube that uh, was some students, some dance and music students at Berkeley Music School, Uh, all of whom were separated and sequestered in their various dorm rooms. Uh, But they managed to uh, coordinate enough to sing us a song, everyone's voice, uh, 
in their choir, and then also a video of some beautiful dancers uh, who were dancing to this song. And the song they chose was, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. That really sort of sums up the whole of this astrological forecast I'm bringing to you, because as of last week, two of those uh, important archetypal powers, Saturn and warrior Mars, have both moved into the air sign of Aquarius. And it is quite definitely the beginning uh, for us to actualize the age of Aquarius. And, you know, there are beautiful harmonic and uh, even romantic ideas about the age of Aquarius, you know, that love will steer the stars, and I can absolutely guarantee that love does steer the stars, um, and that we are moving into an age of peace and harmony, even though if I look outside in the chaos of the world, um, I don't always see it, right? So what is on the other side of this uh, shift, it came in rather like a big avalanche, really, uh, is the call for healed perception. In other words, I get to choose how I see all of this. The meaning that it has uh, for me is the meaning that I'm giving it. In my moments of quiet, in the times that I choose to pause in peace, I have a chance to act in awareness because I have chosen love as my guide. I have chosen peace as what I want and what I want to see. And for all of us, we see what we believe. So recently, in one of my moments of meditation where I did manage to stop to pause in a moment of peace so that I could from there act in awareness, um, I was just contemplating the question for spirit, is there something about this COVID-19 disease that I could share with people in my forecast that might be helpful? And then I paused and uh, I heard, uh, actually, a question uh, answering my question, and that was, what would it be like if we stopped blaming anyone or anything? And as I felt my way into that question, one of the first things that uh, unfolded for me was the enormous mental space that we would have instantly. So much of our time and our thoughts have been uh, activated or used up, actually wasted, uh, in who's to blame. How could that possibly matter when it's clear that every bit of resource that we can muster that's our own resources as people, but uh, also the resources on earth. Uh, they're all needed, so needed right now, 
just to help us with basic uh, life-giving substances and that uh, contribute to our health care. Oh, and that that Aquarian uh, energy uh, also was rolling out. I saw somewhere that China is sending us thousands of N95 masks for our healthcare workers, our frontliners. And isn't it true that this uh, pandemic is also showing us that there are no differences, right? That as the Dalai Lama said in Ethics for the New Millennium, we all look the same in our grave. And as we resonate with the energies of Saturn and Aquarius, we'll find there's an increased capacity in us for more well-organized mental concentration, uh, for actually some impersonal and especially impartial uh, truth. We are entering a a two-and-a-half-year period where all of us are going to feel the pull towards quieting our minds, uh, towards steadying our thoughts, and, well, paying attention. (laughs) It seems clear to me that if we had been paying attention, the benevolent forces of the universe gave us oodles of warning and examples and wake-up calls uh, about a pandemic. And we overall basically ignored it, or rather just didn't do anything about it. Although Hollywood made, I think I've seen at least five uh, movies since 2004 about a pandemic. And they weren't wrong. And the age of Aquarius is also about uh, very ingenious, very original scientific discoveries and uh, the ability to visualize and make manifest beautiful forms and new structures that serve the interests of all mankind. Now, with anything, remember, we can see through the eyes of spirits, through the eyes of love, or we can listen to the ego and we can wallow around some more in fear. And if those uh, some people are doing that, uh, taking this Aquarian energy to a dark side, then the energy turns selfish and it turns domineering. It turns... uh, that uh, people in power would like to um, have everyone play the game by their rules and that their rules are that anything that serves their personal interests is uh, good. (laughs) So there can also be this sort of emotional insensitivity uh, to the aloofness that Aquarius can sometimes bring because it's the ivory tower intellect sign. Uh, But overall, we can use our gift of quiet concentration uh, to join our minds in thoughts of peace. And that I, I see already happening everywhere. 
around April 5th, uh, we had a, a surge of some very supportive energy. Uh, this was Ju Jupiter caught up with Pluto in Capricorn. They had a little meeting, and they're going to have another one on June the 30th. But this is a, a new cycle, a new 12-year cycle of opportunities. These are very fortunate opportunities uh, that are allow us to shed the old skin and shirk off a too tight shell uh, very easily. In other words, the metamorphosis now for these last pieces that we're doing to emerge uh, as that butterfly with a new life, it's almost going to be effortless. And for the up-close and personal assistance for that, let's turn our attention for a minute to the moon. The date for Easter is always set as the Sunday following the first full moon of spring. Spring is, of course, new life, and the full moon is illumination. So, of course, the true spirit of Easter is uh, new life and seeing uh, life in a way that we've never seen it before. For example, that it is eternal, that we do not die. I knew that that uh, super Libra full moon on April 7th would be powerful for our relationships. And I had challenged all of us to make it a time to completely forgive someone that we've had some difficulty with. And I did that exercise with myself and actually with some of you who are my clients. And now I want to share with you how this affected me personally so that I can give you an example of how these influences manifest in our day-to-day -day lives. It was actually the next morning, the morning of April 8th, as I was reading about the report that we now had 83,000 deaths globally from the virus, that I found out that one of my favorite uh, musicians, poets of all time, had died of COVID-19 on April the 7th. It was John Prine, he was 73, and he was one of the wonderful singers and songwriters from the time of when my children were young, and I played his music just almost constantly. And not too long ago, uh, when John Prine was receiving a Grammy Award, uh, my son was watching uh, the broadcast, and had this sort of uh, epiphany when he realized that without his conscious knowledge, he knew the words to every one of the songs that John Prine sang. So this has had a special place in my heart and theirs as well. And so what we started doing on the 8th was sort of ping-ponging links and sharing our favorite songs and memories uh, from John. But I got an extra treat that I didn't know about until now. 
uh, which was from my grandson uh, sharing uh, and chiming in with all of this because apparently my son would uh, sing this song to the children when they were young and they would laugh and dance to it. It was, please don't bury me down in that cold, cold ground. And anyway, my son was pointing out that John and his humor and his musical genius had written his obituary long before he died. It turned out that sheltered in our own homes, we shared together another of John's songs called Childhood Souvenirs. If you've never heard it, I encourage you to go do that. But what was illuminated for me on that full moon experience was that these songs and the beauty of John Prine's poetry were my children's childhood souvenirs and now my grandson's childhood souvenir. All those years for us In sharing this experience, we covered a lot of ground that could be definitely seen as tragic and very painful. But what we really remembered was all of the love and the laughter that we shared. And that, I realized, is my perception healed I was truly remembering only the loving thoughts, no matter what we had all been through, and there was plenty. We felt only kindness and compassion for one another. So with the sound of my voice, I am sending you a virtual hug that has within my arms the gifts that I received of incredible kindness to one another and kindness to yourself. And of course, that brings you to compassion and love for all that you have been through and where you have come to right now. Thank you so much for listening. And you can always reach me by email, judith at judithroyal.com. Bye for now.